I was wondering where you'd been. Come on. Walk with me, darling. My friend Jimmy runs a dive bar downtown. From the outside, it doesn't look like much. From the inside, it doesn't look like much. <laughs> if you've managed to find the right door, you buzz the basement, then go down some narrow stairs. Damn, bulb is blown. Inside, the ceiling's so low, a tall girl or boy can't wear heels. Behind the bar, brightly colored bottles glowing promisingly in the low light. A few tables with mismatched chairs and glass lamps with colored panes missing. Piano in the corner that's sometimes in tune. It's been here forever. So's Jimmy. Hey, May. Hey, yourself. Wallpaper stained from back when you could smoke indoors. Got a light, Jimmy? Sure thing. It's a place out of time. A liminal space. And in liminal spaces, anything can happen. Also, Jimmy makes a killer cocktail. Cocktails are their own liminal space. You know this place. You've been here before. It's the place where the misfits go. The artists, the troublemakers, the revolutionaries, the queers. It's where the cynics go, who don't believe in a better world, but are looking for someone to show them it's possible anyway. After all, that's what the artists and the troublemakers are for. These are the 20s, darling. Welcome back. You meeting someone? Peter Lilly. No kidding. Peter Lilly is an artist crush of mine from way back. She's an award-winning theater maker, a poet, a performance artist, a director, and a clown expert. And she was a core part of both the women's theater movement and the physical theater movement in London in the 80s. She's done a string of acclaimed solo work that explores where the female body comes up against systems of power and what kind of resistance or reinvention that body can offer. Intriguingly, her most recent incarnation of this work's been in the form of a drag king YouTube influencer called Parker D. Parker D is just a guy trying to figure out how to be a guy in the world today. But the work is part satire, it's part clown, part earnestness, part... Well, it's a bit like this. Trying to be a better man. That's why I'm playing the trying game. I'm trying to grow and it's so hard, baby. I'm trying to get woke and it's just a joke. My karma's a car crash and my mobile keeps stolen. I'm trying to fly like Superman, but the cape's too long. I'm tripping and falling. I'm gonna walk like a man. But I'm just a baby crawling. 
I wanna grow. I wanna grow. I'm tired of being nacho. I wanna listen on this difficult baby. I'm trying to learn, but I just get burned. I wanna get the message with my privilege interfering. I'm trying to take a back seat in my power do the steering. Want a full body listen, but my body's kinda hard of hearing. I'm trying to see and it's unclear, baby. Trying to open my eyes. It's out the lies. I want to get with me to decolonize my views. Man, I dig Frida Kahlo. I just prefer Tom Cruise. I want to see a full spectrum. All the rainbow hues. I want to listen. I want to grow. I'm tired of being that show. I want to listen, I want to learn, I want to feel, I want to grow. I want to listen, I want to learn, I want to feel, I want to grow. Basically, I want to be an adult. I'm trying to mature and it's uncomfortable, man. I'm trying to evolve, but I lose my resolve. I'm trying to stand strong, but my backbone's kind of weak. My tongue is tied, my knuckles dragging, I can't take critique. I'm searching for the hero inside me. I think he's playing hide and seek. I want to grow. I want to grow. My big boy now, mommy. I'm trying to feel and it's difficult, baby. I want to be sensitive, don't even mention it. I want to be tender, but my fists are clenched. My eyes are bone dry and my psyche's ring-fenced. I want to open my heart, but my ego's double parked. It's hard, baby. Can you see how hard it is? And there she is now. Oh, Peter Lilly. Thank you for coming. What do you have to drink? I will have, please, a Negroni. A Negroni? Tell us about a Negroni. Well, a very good friend of mine introduced me to this drink. I presumed it was a coffee-based drink, but it's not, and it's delicious. <laughs> it has a bit of a heartness to it, which I quite like. All right. Two Negronis, please, Jimmy. Can you tell us what's in them? Negroni. We've got equal parts sweet vermouth, Campari, gin. Stir it all with ice to chill. Strain. And pour over ice into the rocks glasses. We're going to garnish him with an orange peel. Oh, that looks delicious, Jimmy. Cheers to that. Cheers. Peter Lilly, thank you for coming to see me. Thank you for having me. So we were just listening to a little bit of Parker D. Oh. And I just have to ask, how did you get there? You spent much of your career doing physical theater, performance art, poetry, clown, mime, and you've ended up with drag king YouTube influencer. Um, and I, I'm just trying to trace that trajectory. There is absolutely no logical line, I don't think, through any of my, I'm doing air quotes, career. Um, Where it, did you start? With Parker. With the career. Oh, a series of accidents is what I always say. Just so fortunate. I I knew what I didn't want to do. What didn't you want to do? I, I knew I loved movement, but I knew I 
didn't want to be in the corps de ballet. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't have the discipline or the genius or the dedication to be a lead dancer in the ballet. Naturalistic theatre wasn't quite appealing to me. And mm-hmm. when I discovered absurd theatre and ensemble theatre and poor theatre, that was the great joy. I performed, I was invited to perform Samuel Beckett's act without words in Australia decades ago. Did he ever find out? I know the estate's particular about how these things get performed and the adherence to the original genders in the script and that sort of thing. They might find out now via this podcast. <laughs> well, it's too late now. It's too late now. They, it's they done. can't take it back. It's done, done, done. And thank God it was done because through that, we we just improvised our way into it. And it was before I studied mime. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of thought, well, what what are you going to wear? You know, it's there are no words. And we went to default and we we did the striped top and the black tights. You had no words to speak, so you defaulted to a mime uniform. That makes sense to me. I think because of that, I had a chance meeting on the King's Road, King's Road, London, with a woman from my hometown of Brisbane, Australia, and she said, you're interested in mime, aren't you? And I just went, am I? I had no idea. I I saw you in a black and white top once. You must be in mime. Well, it took me several years to figure out that (laughs) that's what it must have been because of that. And and thank God, because I was auditioning, getting some roles in fringe theatre in things that were more movement-based or did Jean Genet's The Maids in small companies. But it didn't really fit the British theatre scene. Mm -hmm. And then once I was at my training, which for me linked together movement and acting. It just really gelled together. And that was where I met two other women and together we formed a troupe and made our own work. We became theatre makers before we were called that, devisers before we were called that. And that, you know, what a series of accidents uh, took me into what has up until now been the backbone of my work. Now, you asked me how I got to Parker D. I did. And the, the answer to that is compulsion. It's always, for me, been <laughs> what it is compelling we me. We love compulsion here, darling. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what's, what's compelling me to make pieces are usually something that I don't understand yet, um, that... I want to work out, so... So for those of us who are just getting to know Parker, Mm. he's he's a woke bloke. He is. Yeah, except... Sensitive guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. For those of you who aren't here with us, there's a little bit of irony in the room. Nothing against Parker here, but he isn't the most complex creature. So what is it you don't understand? (laughs) Okay, so the, the link was back in... In 2011, 2013, I created a show called Chastity Belt Mm -hmm. and had a conversation one day at the South Bank with a young man who asked to borrow my phone charger. And because I said yes, he 
engaged me in conversation and he asked me what I was doing and I mentioned about uh, having created the show called Chastity Belt and he said, oh, he said, yeah. He said, we, we men should have a show like that. Me, me, meaning? I, it would be edifying for them or meaning that they, they needed the platform. Who knows? I mean, he was, he was talking about, you know, like he'd get a message through on his phone. He was going, oh, you know, and explaining how, how hard it was that he'd be going out with women. And then there was always the moment where they asked about commitment. And so I was kind of really feeling for his <laughs> dilemma that he was having always to be one step ahead of that and getting ready to turn them down. <laughs> but also, yeah, great problem to have. Great <laughs> problem to have this plethora of choice, you know. When I made Chastity Belt, I thought uh, I want to make my message accessible to anyone because if you can't speak to all, to all genders, then, you know, you're in an echo chamber. So mm-hmm. I was curious. I was, I was toying with the idea, kind of going, what? What is it in your average male identity? How how can we how can we speak to this? How can they get interested in change? So yeah, that was my way in. I uh, created him, and I'm having fun with the idea of this guy who's trying to be better, mm. and then of course getting it wrong. And I have a wonderful collaborator, mm-hmm. Timothy Michael Dodd, who has filmed the material that we created as a way of exploring it. And then those have become Parker D's YouTube channel. So with Parker D, the second generation feminist in me, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm ashamed in a way. I'm still highly motivated from a, a 1970s feminism point of view. And so making songs like Manspreader and Mansplainer have been very much sort of critiquing and providing a satire. But often I find some of his other songs are things that I'm getting wrong and I'm using the persona of Parker D. Something will happen in life and I will make a song about it that might come out looking like satire, but it's also me critiquing my own behaviours and, and lack of the best seeing I said that really badly. I don't think so at all. I think all of these things we're in process with, aren't we? Mm-hmm. You know, and there are things like man spreading and mansplaining that we experience now still. But of course, the context has changed, and our understanding of what gender is and what gender power imbalances look like has changed. Exactly, and I, I think from within the skin of Parker, (laughs) within a heightened figure, more seems to be possible. You know, it's it's unfinished. What he puts out there, the audience can puncture, can critique, can see what he's lacking, see his struggle. Uh, When I was performing for people in my rehearsal stages, one audience just said, oh my God, we all feel like this. 
Yes, and it's so useful for us to see ourselves inside a figure like Parker, both because we can have some empathy and also because, you know, he is so coddled by the patriarchy that he can't see all the ways that he's perpetuating it, even though he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Now, you've done a lot of solo work that's autobiographical and a lot of solo work that's based on the body and your body in particular. You have a trio of solo shows that's rather beautifully called Topless, Midriff, and Chastity Belt, which is celebrating and pushing on the complexities of the body and your experience in that body. One of the shows is about your experience with breast cancer. What is it like then to step into this male persona and this other body? Or is is it not much different from any of the other extreme physicalities you've come to through your other work? It's wonderful. During lockdown, I watched all of the drag races that were available up until then. Mm -hmm. Diversion, glitter, but also people dealing with stuff. That was very appealing. And having gotten into the clothing and gotten into exploring what Parker was going to talk about, it was, it just felt very natural in a way, because in a way he's a clown and, and a cartoon character. But it's it's relaxing. Is it? Yeah, it's just, yeah, he can, he has confidence. He's not a bright man, <laughs> but he has an amazing confidence and I think a good heart. He's deeply flawed and it's really super relaxing to be able to be blatantly exposing flawed humanity. Do you feel you have more permission to make that exposure through a male lens than you would through a female one? Is there any sense that you have to be more careful speaking as a woman? With the caveat, of course, that as a woman doesn't ever mean exactly one thing. Yeah, there's so many awarenesses speaking as a woman. In my experience, I explored ageing in a show called Ageing and Death. <laughs> I did a show called Invocation that looked at trying to make your way through life, trying to reach out to spirituality and trying to succeed in the capitalist world. So I'd kind of covered lots of different aspects of what I saw as available to me mm -hmm. coming from my particular age group. I'd explored quite a lot and couldn't see what there was to say mm. as myself that would be appealing and entertaining. I uh, think this is a really interesting question right now because we've come to such a strange, exhausting, terrifying place in the world, why are we making art right now? Be because... <laughs> it wasn't a challenge, it was an earnest question. No, exactly. And, and that was what I was asking myself through mm -hmm. 2020, 2021. But people will always want to laugh. And I don't think I'm much good at anything else in life. Art entertainment, it's been 
uplifting my heart since I was a child, listening to comedians such as Danny Kaye all those years ago. The skill that they had, the skill and the effervescence. Can I pick up on what you said about people needing to laugh? Because there's another string to your work which comes under the heading of clown and particularly dark clown. Mm. And I, I think that the dark clown work that you do is really provocative and interesting right now. Would you be willing to talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. The Dark Clown was something that I began working on from 1980. I saw something in a theatre one night that inspired me. One scene in a show that created in me a particular quality of laughter. And I was very interested in how to recreate that quality of laughter. What was that quality of laughter? It's a kind of laugh where it it was more visceral. It was kind of, oh. It was a laugh that acknowledged uh, the absurdity and the obscenity of some of the horrors that happen and have happened and keep happening in the world. So it's it's not a funny laugh as much as a cathartic laugh? There's a bit of catharsis in there. I call it troubled laughter. It's a conflicted laugh. It Uh partially releases. So like the leading voices in trauma therapy, uh, Bessel van der Kolk and Peter Levine tell us, you know, the ability to not hold when presented with horror, but to be able to, (laughs) to sound and to, you know, that rhythmic shake that is laughter. Mm. exploring that too, the intersection between laughter and sobbing. So to a degree, because you're able to make a sound while witnessing these horrific things, and importantly, with the dark clown work, it's not a laugh at suffering, it's a laugh in the presence of a portrayal of humanity and extremists. So you're being able to see something dreadful that happened and through the fact that it's framed in comedy, somehow you can go there and you can interface with it more than you might if you were watching a drama that would either be, I don't know, trying to move you to sentiment or move you to intellectual thinking and persuade you to a political argument. But here you can just boof, put this stuff together on show and you can laugh at it and be horrified by it at the same time. Now, you run workshops in the dark clown work as well as clown and archetype work. I know you're based in London. But you you do stray further afield sometimes. Sometimes. Clown and Dark Clown is offered online. I've had people from America and Germany and Hawaii and Australia and New Zealand signing on at 2 a.m. in the morning. Amazing. Um, And I teach wherever I'm invited to teach that I can get to. I taught for Colombia. I've taught in Spain. I've taught in Europe. I've just come back from teaching in Holland. We're lucky we caught you for this drink. (laughs) Where can people see Parker? Parker D. King. That is his handle on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. There's 20 plus, maybe 25 videos at the moment 
of songs of him doing stream of consciousness, very bad stand-up or spoken word. Darling, I, I was thinking about your show. You have a oh, show coming, don't you? I have a show. <laughs> I have a show which is happening at this fantastic venue. I can hardly believe because it's a venue I love to go to right in the heart of London's West End. Tell us where. Three minutes away from Piccadilly Circus is Crazy Cox. It's in Brasserie Zadell. Café Zadell, Brasserie Zadell and Crazy Cox are all in the same venue. And that's on the 28th of Feb. He's on it. 9.15, so you've got time to go and have a delicious dinner if your budget can stretch there in Brasserie Zadell beforehand. But if your budget can't, just book the ticket for Parker. Just book the ticket mm-hmm. for Parker, Peter, before we let you go, I'm going to ask you just a couple rapid-fire questions that our very first listeners have sent in for you. Did, oh, do you mind? Okay. All right. What's your motto? Flow. If you didn't do what you do now, what would you be doing? Um, I would be a painter. Would you? Painting houses or an artist? I'd I'd, I'd do acrylics. I'd do huge canvases. Um, Yeah. Amazing. In my next life, maybe. What is the name of this episode? Episode of my life? Episode of... This podcast episode. An audience with... (laughs) The king. The king. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for getting me out of that. An audience with the king. Oh, excellent. Uh, (laughs) I'm just telling everyone now that is going to be the name of this episode. Um, Right, my friends. I think we should turn the last question over to Jimmy. Jimmy, what do you most want to know right now? Will we be punished for our wrongs to others? Really? Will we be punished for our wrongs to others? All right, that's not dark at all. Yes, that is terrifically dark. Uh, I was just thinking this morning how deeply flawed humanity is, not only this morning, and and how we really cannot deny that sometimes um, evil intentions are rewarded. Um, but I would like to think not. I would love to remember that humanity is capable of good, but, wow, we... Of all the animals in the planet, we are the cruelest. It's so tragic. But there you go. Will we be punished? Who knows? If we destroy this planet, it will be supremely effective. And I would like, I'm trying to live more ethically, be kinder. Peter Lilly, thank you so much. It's been so gorgeous having you here with us. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. (sighs) That was delicious, Jimmy. Want another? Oh, you bet. Do you know where we got Negronis? Well, story goes, in 1919, Count Negroni went to Cafe Cassoni in Florence. He ordered an Americano cocktail, but he asked for gin instead of soda water. Sounds like an improvement to me. He developed his taste for spirits while he was working as a rodeo clown in the American Wild West. <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, violate your space or anything, but I, I couldn't help but be attracted uh, to your uh, being. I've just entered the bar here, and uh, uh, you seem the most interesting human 
I'm I'm the only human, but thank you, Parker. Have a seat. It's good to see you. Yeah, is this okay? Can yeah, this this one's fine. What would you like, Jimmy? Uh, what what have you got? This pink. That's my signature color. Uh, you got something pink? About a cosmopolitan. That's that sounds that sounds classy. Thank you. I'll stick with the Negronis, Jimmy. Thank you. One Cosmo and one Negroni, coming right up. Thanks, Jimmy. You're the best. So, Parker, I hear you've got a big uh, show coming up. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a big show coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, in a classy joint as well. Classier than this one, if I may say so. Well, don't say so too loudly. Yeah, yeah, I just yelled then. Yeah, you took me a bit aback there. Yes, I do have a a big, a large, no, sorry. Uh, I do have a show coming up Mm -hmm. at Crazy Cox. That's the name of the venue. I'm not being fresh. That's... I I understand. Um... There were other things I wanted to ask you, but I can't think... Oh, ha- have, I, have I flustered you? you? I, didn't, I didn't intend to fluster you. Only a little bit. Okay. I haven't been doing this very long, you see, so... Oh, really? No. no. You very are special. my very first, Parker. You've left me speechless. <clears throat> and a little bit dry in the throat. Oh, Jimmy, you're a lifesaver. Perfect timing. No problem. <laughs> cheers, Parker. Cheers, cheers. <clears throat> Friends, he does his own sound effects. Yeah. I could have put that in in post. But, you know, there it is. Ready-made. Just want to help out. like to help out where I can. <laughs> now, Parker, sadly, my friends can't see you, so they can't appreciate this extraordinary ensemble. It's, it's a very bright suit, and you've got this leopard print thing going on, and, and the boots, and I, I can't do the style justice. Well, um... I like to describe my look as a little bit anime and a little bit rock and roll. Uh, I'm I'm a sharp dresser. I've uh, noticed. Thank you. Uh, kind of, you know, lounge lizard. I My signature color is pink. Why is that? Because it's a sensitive color. Is that why you chose it? Yeah. Uh-huh. The pink hair as well. Yeah. I think it's important to be approachable. Uh-huh. Yep, and that's that's why I chose I chose the pink. It shows my sensitive side. It it shows that, you know, I've got that uh, I've got that little bit of uniqueness. Uh, I'm I'm a, a little bit Barbie, a little bit Ken, I suppose you could say. <laughs> I suppose you could. Now, Parker, do you mind if I ask you a few rapid-fire questions? These are things we ask everybody. I just want the first thing that comes to your mind. Go ahead. What's your motto? My motto is always, always be prepared. I don't know where that came from. I think I may have attended Boy Scouts, but, you know, we moved around so much in my childhood, I can't, I I don't have perfect recall of, you know, my life. Tell us a bit about your life. Well, uh, I, I just had my mom uh, because dad dad walked out, and my mother, uh, love you, love you, love you, mom. She's just I honor her so much. Sadly, taken from the world too soon. But anyway, we, yeah, we we traveled around. Uh, my mother was an itinerant manicurist, and we were always on the move. So, how did you find yourself here in London? Well, um, that was a decision. Uh, to come to a country uh, that had a really great cabaret culture that wasn't in German. Uh-huh. 
And how are you finding it? Uh, so far, so good. So far, yeah. Yeah, you're about to do a big show. You've got a YouTube channel. Yes, I've got a I've got a whole uh, back catalog of uh, songs that I've written. You can find them easily on YouTube. Just uh, go to Parker D King. That's my handle on YouTube, and you'll find a lot of numbers there. All right, I've gotten distracted from what were supposed to be rapid fire questions. The next one was, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? Uh, I would work in the rodeo. In the rodeo? Why? Yes, um, because of the hat. That's reasonable. Lastly, Parker, we've got Jimmy's question, which is, will we be punished for our wrongs to others? Oh, I think so. I think so. I think that's why everyone should do the best they can. Uh, all the time. Uh, and yeah, I think, I don't know what I think. I think, I think that's, a, that's such a, will, will we be punished? Or should we be punished? Will we be punished for our wrongs? I would like to think there's some forgiveness in there because I know I've done things wrong and I know I will do things wrong. So, so long as forgiveness is part of the picture, uh, that, that would be helpful. Please, thank you very much. That's kind of beautiful, Parker. I'm sort of touched. Oh, you're welcome. Not like that. Friends at home, we're keeping it clean. Is there anything else you'd like to share with everybody, Parker? There's some new songs coming up, so stay tuned. I gotta get back into the recording studio at the other end of my show at the Crazy Cox. That's the name of the venue. I'm not being rude. The Crazy Cox. On? On the 28th of February. At? At 9.15 p.m. It's a very civilized hour, very sophisticated. Wonderful. I'm sure we all can't wait to see you there. It's selling well. It's selling. It's, they, they told me it's selling well, so, you know. So don't be slow, friends. Don't be slow. Don't miss out. So, May, may I, may I call you May? May? Yes, of course. Um, may. Um, actually, you, I don't think you saw me, but I was standing in, in the back at one of your cabaret shows. Oh. And, uh... I really liked your voice, and I thought, I've been writing songs for a while now, and what I have not yet done mm -hmm. is a, a duet. A duet? Yeah, and uh, I, I, I wanted to be so bold as to put before you uh, a little song that I have written. I'm flattered, Parker. It's inspired by a classic but slightly dodgy um, duet um, maybe it's called outside. I hope to uh, improve upon it in in terms of more up to date sensibilities. So, um, May, will you sing with me? The title of the song is "What We Gonna Do." There's a bit of suspense in there, May. I, I hope I've intrigued you. I hope I put forward the female point of view and the male point of view. I am suitably intrigued, Parker. Let's do it. Great. Well, here goes nothing. Here we are, just two people in a terrifying world. Here I am with this beautiful girl. She's pretty smart, my head's in a whirl. I don't want to assume I'm trying to read the room. 
just read the room. Oh boy, what we gonna do? Oh boy, what we gonna do? What we gonna do? Every man is the same or similar. Variations on a tune that's too familiar. His emotional IQ gets a negative rating. He thinks my smile's encouraging. It's just placating. Oh boy, what we gonna do? Oh boy, what we gonna do? Oh boy, what we gonna do? The way you look at me, you think you're God's gift. You got the kind of eyes give a sensitive guy a lift I think he's stupid but that can be cute you're so deep I'm gonna have to rent a diving suit oh boy what, what we, we gonna, gonna do oh boy what we gonna do oh boy what we gonna do I'm trying to read the Just an ally. I'm glazing over. Can't you see it in my eyes? She's thirsting for me. So many red flags, and he thinks it's green light. Oh, uh, no Ubers. Say, can I stay the night? Oh, God. One more night, one more dream, one more existential scream, one more hope, one last try. What am I doing here? say Parker that was a lot of fun thank you Parker D thank you so much for being here with us today we will all look forward to seeing you at the crazy clocks not named for you on the 28th of February thank you well my darlings all good things come to an end but we are just getting started here at May Riot's Screaming Twenties if you've enjoyed this please like follow subscribe you know the drill this has been May Riot, with huge thanks to the exquisite Peter Lilly. You can find Peter online at Peter Lilly or at PeterLilly.com. The show Parker D. Sensitive Guy will be at the Crazy Cox in London on the 28th of February at 9.15pm. The song The Trying Game was written by Peter Lilly, and What We Gonna Do was written by Peter Lilly and Roy Nicholson. Jimmy is played by James Sobel Kelly. Good night. We look forward to having you back with us soon, darlings. Cheers.
So, May, may I, may I call you May? May? Yes, you may. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> uh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm so polite.